Wow, what a day, Lips. What a beautiful day, man. Right? I mean, it's also a special episode today. Mm-hmm. We've got a special man today with yeah. us. Um, for those who don't know, uh, this is Spaza Talk, of course, and uh, this is your boy, Mshuti. The special edition. The special edition. Yeah. Yo, yeah. Yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> By the yo, you would have heard, we've got, we've got somebody who puts the pressure on everybody else, right? <laughs> um, I don't even have a proper intro for this, Lips, but... Um, I definitely want to say for him, please introduce yourself to the amazing Spaza Talk audience. Thank you, my brothers. Well, first of all, I feel like I can say, Mama, I made it because I'm on Spaza Talk. <laughs> so I'm done now. I'm done. It drops uh, mic. Exactly. But I won't drop your mic. Don't worry. <laughs> Thanks, uh, yeah, guys, I'm Fahim. Uh, what can I tell you? It's, uh, it's always one of those funny questions where someone says, uh, who are you? Because I think that's the journey of life. What we're each trying to figure out is who are we really, you know? For sure. But uh, practically, yeah, I'm Fahim. I'm uh, MD of advertising agency called MNC Sachi Abel. I am a patriotic African. I am an Arsenal fan. Ooh. Die oh, hard. No. Oh, no. So that d- is going to determine how the rest of this podcast goes. <laughs> I mean, you guys are never trending. Yeah, so you're talking about trending there, topics. There's here, enough. Right? Yeah, I've got like, like, how much time do you have to discuss Arsenal <laughs> and trending topics? Um, yeah, man, and I'm just like a lover of nature, um, of of simplicity, of of living a life that's in line with our true nature, um, and and that's kind of what I'm about. Nice, amazing. Yeah. At least now we know for him. Sure. Uh, the viewers know for him. But he's a heavyweight for those who don't know. Yeah. In the industry, <laughs> advertising. Hey, man, I've been doing cardio. I've been trying to slim down. Now you're telling everyone I'm a heavyweight. I'm busy with load shedding level seven. <laughs> I can tell by your outfit. <laughs> you're looking good, so that's great. Yeah, Thank you, brother. Yeah. So, Fahim, I think uh, you touched on it a bit, but I want us to expand on it, which is. Um, what factors or, or influence, uh, influences guided you towards your career in, in advertising itself? Mm, mm, mm. If you could just share. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, it's a great question. Like, I, I ended up in advertising almost by accident. Um, I think from a young age, I've always loved communication. I always loved communicating. Mm. I always saw it as an art, you know. Um, from even when I was in school, I would love doing speaking and yeah. presenting and so i always knew i wanted to do something to do with communication um in the beginning i thought that it was actually going to be politics um, so i thought i was going to go into a career of politics and i was quite involved politically as a student nice. uh, i even studied politics was one of my majors um, but then i quickly realized that you know one can tackle that a little bit later in life uh you don't need to to study it and go and do it in fact that's one of the problem we have uh is that we have career politicians not people who've proved themselves capable in anything else than going into politics you know what i mean you know what i mean so what can you do is my question um before you get into politics anyway i was i was like communication is what i love doing where else can i i bring that in um and then the other thing that i've always loved is business and I've loved entrepreneurialism. Um, I've always been fascinated by new ideas. Yeah. You know, imagine the, the guys who first came up with ideas like Disney and Lego and yes. these fundamental businesses that have changed the whole world. I always loved that. Nice. And so as I was thinking about how do I bring these things together, um, I ended up talking with a friend who was always going to go into advertising. And he's like, you must try this thing. 
So after I finished studying uh, at GCT, then I enrolled in Red and Yellow, which is mm -hmm. a private advertising school, yes. where I did a postgrad. Um, and from the first day uh, of that postgrad, I fell in love with advertising. Mm -hmm. And I knew that this was a place where communication and business came together nice. and that I was going to be able to flex my imagination, uh, which for me was always something. If I could find a career out of flexing my imagination, I've like got away with one. You know, yeah. It's like nice. work's not supposed to be that fun because yeah. yeah. I like to live in the idea space. For me, one of the most fun things is having a blank piece of canvas and a pen in front of me and going, like, what are we going to think about today? I love that. Wow. And that's your life every day. That's every day. So that's why how I ended up in advertising. In terms of influences, I knew no one uh, who worked in advertising. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, it was a pure, pure gamble and a pure risk. Um, but I had a good feeling about it. And uh, we'll talk a little bit maybe more later about following your intuition. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't a decision based on facts and logic. It was one based on intuition and feeling. It just felt right. Yeah. And here we are. Nice, nice. I'm glad you're here. Thank you, man. I'm glad you're here. I've, I've learned a lot from you. <laughs> I've had the privilege to sure. learn from Fahim. Sure. There's some lessons that he gave me, but he probably thinks, ah, it was in passing. Sure. But I always take things to heart, you know? Yeah. And That's to your credit. Yeah. I appreciate that. No, for I sure. I appreciate that. But um, how, how would you explain, right, or, or, or describe to us that, how would your parents describe what you are doing. That's what I meant to say. Hey, so this is the advertising question, eh? <laughs> because a lot of people in advertising always joke that, you know, when an ad comes on TV, their parents go, so did you write that? Did you film <laughs> that? What exactly did you do here? Yeah. Uh, so I've, you know, I've spent some time um, working on, uh, on explaining that to my parents. My parents are quite well versed in what advertising is. So it, it's not too difficult. I think now they'd explain that my job is in running the company, okay. making sure that, you know, the 140 people we have here are fulfilled and are doing their best work, that the clients who've trusted us with their business are, are happy. Um, but they all, I think they stay proud that I, I still share, you know, every ad that we do with them. Nice. Um, and I think they can see my influence. They probably say that I spend... Uh, a lot of time talking a lot because <laughs> okay. I've always been the, that, that guy. Um, but yeah, I think they, you know, especially for, for like Indian families or a lot of ethnic families, advertising is not the default choice at all. So I even have to credit my parents for being brave enough to allow me to go into a space that like people normally don't go into. Yeah. Normally you must be a doctor, a lawyer, something that guarantees you a level of professionalism and, 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 and stature in society. For sure. But uh, I was lucky that I had the space to explore what I wanted to um, versus what I was expected to. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's always amazing, man. I mean, look, I know coming from, uh, I'm in the creative field and coming yeah. from a black family too, there's a bit of, um, you know, hold back here and there. But going to social media side a little bit, yeah. which social media platforms do you use and why? And the reason why I ask this is because we're in such a fast-paced world totally. that all the social media platforms are popping up almost everywhere and yeah. you want to be able to choose the one where you can engage with community. So you're yeah. all about 100%. communicating and getting your message right. So actually, let me rephrase my question. Which platform do you use that gets your message out and why? Yeah. So I have a very interesting relationship with social media. Um, if I think about it going back, I started first on MySpace. Mm. 
Then we went on to MSN Messenger, which was less of social media, but it was a communication avenue sure. then mix it came along yeah, i'm sure you guys days. were at that age when <laughs> you were in those chat rooms <laughs> what was your mix it name <laughs> yo i can't remember eh? like fahizi or something silly <laughs> i'm making it up i don't know we must go check we must check so um there was mix it then i got onto facebook early days i mean i think we're the generation now who's been on mix uh, on uh, facebook and the rest for over a decade For you know sure, yeah. uh so you know that's going to be amazing to see in, in future years facebook then it went to twitter um which i i started to enjoy because twitter was the first one that felt different it was conversation it was short yeah. it was thoughts it was ideas back in the days when i think it was a beautiful space it was yeah. a place for sharing ideas and and the rest and we'll talk a little bit about x now <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think then, uh, then it was linkedin for me then instagram okay I would say in terms of my usage, um, they all started to play different roles. Uh, Facebook quickly became the old place that 2008 Fahim used to say embarrassing things yeah. and uh, at his friends and the rest of it. So to be honest with you, I don't even know what my Facebook login is anymore. I've let it just go. Okay. Um, Instagram has become a personal album for me. So yeah. that's more about sharing uh, more intimate and visual things sure. uh, with people who know me. Yeah. So that's much more about like my life's album. So it's more personal. Uh, Twitter, basically, I don't really tweet, but I use it to basically see what's happening in the Arsenal and advertising <laughs> universe. Yeah. That's sure. it. Yeah. Uh, and then I'd say my most active platform is LinkedIn. Um, okay. And that's not just because it's a great um, professional uh, kind of platform sure. but um, I found that it's become the best place to explore new ideas to share personal parts about myself because LinkedIn I think is seen as a professional network but actually the things that resonate most is that we are not just our CVs you know sure, we yeah. are whole people yeah. and what I found on LinkedIn is the things that actually resonate with people more it's when I share thoughts about life and, and, and much broader things, not sort of MD lane. Um, sure. So that's kind of as my, 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 my kind of usage. Um, but I took a break from Instagram last year in November. Uh, I thought, okay, let me, let, me, let me reinvest the time. I was spending about an hour on Instagram a day. Um, great. It was fun. It was reels. It was memes. But I felt like the time could be repurposed to something more productive. So sure. what I did was I took that one hour uh, and I reinvested it into different things, into taking care of my health, into connecting with loved ones more, into reading, watching podcasts and doing things that I thought had a little bit more value than just endlessly scrolling. For sure. um, and I found that to be an amazing period, but I'm back on now. Lovely. I mean, there's so many social media platforms and I'm yeah. glad you broke it down so well. I mean, you're yeah. coming back from a MSN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mix it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Danger. Know, I mean, we still used to have mix it. And unfortunately, um, then, I mean, there were different matrix. Um, to, not, not unfortunately, but there were different matrix uh, to measure. Totally. And now we use hashtags, right? And mm. hashtags are literally one way that brands can, you know, get a message out there across to a lot of people and unite a lot of people. Do you have any hashtag that you like or resonate with mm, mm. whether you've created it yourself or yeah. whether yeah. you've come across it yeah. that you resonate with and maybe you want to share with us no for sure so uh, i haven't created any myself that have in a personal capacity that have caught fire obviously with the brands and the clients we work with um we've created lots of hashtags that have trended and uh, have done well for them 
But from a, a personal perspective, I think I've, I've always resonated with the hashtags that were used to um, bring people together on causes that otherwise I don't think would have happened. And I'll give you an example. Uh, I was in Cairo, uh, in Egypt, in the exact time when the Arab Spring started. And so the hashtag was Arab Spring, hashtag Tahrir Square. And I remember walking through that square. Um, I was in Egypt on holiday walking through that square and seeing a lot of people starting to gather um, and the, uh, the uh, you know their ability to communicate was was shortly after if I recall correctly shut down um, but but yeah but but actually the hashtag was the way that people mobilize so I've always been attracted by the ability of citizens to activate themselves and then we've seen how that's continued with Black Lives Matter with Me Too and with other really important causes but I think it comes with an underbelly. Um, it isn't all positive yeah. um, because for me, mob justice has just moved from the streets to the tweets. Yeah. Um, and what that shift has done is sort of allowed, um, you know, movements to, to occur and for people to rally in ways that they actually wouldn't in real life. Yeah. It's just it's free and it's easy to throw your voice against anything. And yeah. so I think whilst there's immense power for the positive, as with all things in, in human nature, massive force of positivity can also be used for massive force of negativity so i think we have to watch that balance because a new way for brands to regulate themselves and societies to regulate themselves um, can quickly become these kind of um these these social movements but i think hashtags are incredibly powerful you look at make america great again and things like that um how they swing elections like we can talk about brands but hashtags swing elections they change countries they topple governments wow. yes they also drive sales sure. so so they're exceptionally powerful and i think it's an incredible thing that that's been created and i think let's see what ai does with that as well because what happens when your hashtag is is actually being driven by bots and not humans Ooh. where do we go Ooh. yeah Ooh. that's very deep <laughs> question for you guys <laughs> I, I think i think with uh what you said now goes back to the saying that goes uh with with great power comes great responsibility yeah, you know okay. what i mean and we don't realize how much power these hashtags have and how much change they they have in society as a whole totally. uh, how they impact people 100%. in general you know what i mean yeah. and um i think it leads to my second question which is around what is your perspective on the phenomenon of um, users engaging in brand boycotts through the use of hashtags? Mm -hmm. Look, ultimately, like for me, the, the discussion doesn't start with um, should people be using hashtags or not? It starts with the causes that people are choosing to boycott. Yeah. So when the thing, what are the things that people are boycotting? For example, we've seen examples of brands in south africa that have been racially insensitive and people have then used social media to rally and boycott those brands yeah now i'd yeah. argue that is actually about a real conversation with the brand and holding brands to account mm -hmm. so i think when it's about holding brands to account it's such a powerful mechanism because before if i disagreed with the brand i'd be at home maybe i'll choose not to shop there anymore yeah. Yeah. but i wouldn't have the ability to spread that message out and so i think companies got away with quite a lot what this is about is just like the sort of political convo we just had. It's about holding brands to account. Yeah. Equally, though, is I think we've got to balance this with unreason uh, you know, unreasonable questions um, of brands and of 
really punishing brands and organizations and people mm -hmm. over things that previously would have been a conversation. There has to be a space where people can learn from their mistakes without never being able to return. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think it's that balance. And um, But I mean, it's, it's been very powerful how people are able to, to boycott brands or to raise issues. And I think it's about um, the brands who take that seriously and who have learned the lesson and have acted upon that lesson, I think have been able to succeed and use the moment of difficulty as a moment of growth. True. The brands True. who haven't used that and have, have gone, you know, what do these people know or social media is evil, have not used the opportunity or the invitation to learn. True. And you won't win like that, I think. 100%. Because yeah. I see that as, as like um, engagement with your customers. You totally. Know what I'm so understanding what they want yeah. uh, and listening to them. I always say, don't shy away. If, if, if it's a crisis, if it's what, just own it as a brand. Yeah. Talk to it. Because if you're quiet, people are going to create their own narrative. 100%. And it's going to destroy your brand. The, the closer you get to the fire, the quicker you can put it out. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. If you just follow the smoke and run back into the woods, <laughs> that fire is going to grow and catch you at some stage, right? So go to the fire or in anything. Yeah. You know? These are the bars I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine every day. Live on Spaza yeah. Talk. Bars. Hey, look, Spaza Talk is super lucky. <laughs> no, 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 no. We are. We are. Um, and. Fahim, tell me, if there was a hashtag that would describe you, who you are, what you stand for, your principles, mm. whether it's an existing one or you want to create your own, which mm. hashtag would that be? Sure, great question. So, it'll be the hashtag, and so it is. Mm. And so it is. And um, where that comes from is really the idea of things happen for a reason. Um, and there's a great importance in recognizing um, or, or recognizing the importance of staying in the present. And so it is, recognize this idea that things happen for a reason. And if you stay in the moment and present and you accept things, not fight things, you're always better off. And it really comes from this world of that, you know, Lebs, of meditation, of consciousness, of being present, um, of not fighting things. And I find it to be a very liberating thought. Whatever happens, if you just accept it and you say, and so it is, mm. you know, Arsenal win the league. <laughs> and so Come it on. is, you know, you, 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 you know, <laughs> you, you drop big bars on Spaza talk. And so it is, you know, um, for me, it's been a very liberating idea that when you accept things, what they are yeah. and you don't, you go with the flow and you don't try and resist things. It's very liberating. So sure. I love that thought. And so I haven't used it as a hashtag, but I wish it was one that people used. That's so interesting. You just I mean, coined it. Yeah, you just definitely coined it. Yeah. I think we should definitely have it. And so it is. And so it, so is. it is. So interesting. There you go. Love, love the hashtag. I mean, look, you described it so well also. Um, and I think a lot of us try and like, especially in the creative industry, we're trying to fight a lot of things where mm. you're trying to go against the grain sometimes. And mm. sometimes just... Well, and whether it's depression or whatever it is, go yeah. through it. Go through that process of it yeah, instead yeah, of yeah. trying to run away from it. So that's super interesting, man. Uh, before we close off, I, we probably have two more questions or, or so. That's wrong. Um, what's the one question you wish we had asked you? And how would you have answered it? Oof. This is Diary of a CEO level <laughs> <Right>? now. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what's interesting is it's something that I have I realized recently. Often people will say, 
what is one of the, what is one of the most frequently asked questions every day it's when someone says to another how are you mm. and our answer is no i'm good i'm good how are you doing i'm good how are you how often do we say that then you ask the question how are you really and then it gets interesting so i love that question how are you really because what it forces is is real connection between people i think in our daily lives we wear a lot of masks and we wear a lot of we have to perform different roles right we're fathers we're brothers we're colleagues we're mds we're whatever um, and those come with answers. No, I'm good. I'm good. But when you can say, how are you really? You remove all of those straight away and you get to the heart of what someone is about. And I think it forces vulnerability. And I think vulnerability is the door to real connection between people. And if we can be more vulnerable with each other and connect more, like honestly, I think there's a lot more meaning that will come into every day. Sure. So I love the question, how are you really? How would I answer it? I'd say I'm doing good because I'm on Spazza Talk, guys. I made it. I told you. I made it. You're good. Um, no, but yeah, 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 you do. But no, no, like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm good is how I'd answer. I'm, I'm grateful. Um, um, yeah, I'm feeling very grateful at the moment. There's a lot of awesome stuff happening. And uh, I think I'm, I'm in that zone at the moment of being very grateful. So that's how I am really. Nice. nice. nice very nice. Last one from me. Yes. Uh, I hope Lebs has another one. How would you want brands, or how would you say brands can utilize the X platform to leverage and grow themselves um, mm. uh, further than their compet- competitors? Yeah, it's a great question, man. Um, normally, we charge for social media strategy, but I'll give you. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you have Lebs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why you have Lebs, yeah. Right? No, I'm teasing. <laughs> Look, man, I think like all platforms, um authenticity for me is like the door to having any real connection i think brands have to first spend time defining the role that they play in people's lives i think a lot of brands are not people first they are brand or product first so they go out there whether it's on x or or any of the other meta platforms and they're just talking about things that they assume people are interested in the reality is we spoke about boycotts earlier The biggest boycott in human history has been joined by over 400 million people in the world. And that is a boycott of advertising. It's the biggest boycott, bigger than any cause, is the boycott of advertising. So what is that telling us? It's telling us that people are less interested in brands than they've ever been. So when you assume interest and then you use platforms in that way, I'm not sure what you're doing. When you can step back and authentically go, what is the role we play in people's lives and how can we add value to people's lives? Then you've got a role to play. I mean, one of our clients, Nando's, is very famous for the role they play on social media. And during lockdown, I'll never forget that South Africans were coming onto social and begging Nando's not to leave social during lockdown (laughs) because they need the humor just to get by their day. They need that comic relief. So now you've defined a role for yourself that is meaningful on a platform. Yeah. If Nando's during lockdown was just talking about quarter chickens and half chickens when people are at home, etc., you're missing the mark. Sure. So I think authentically finding the role you play in people's lives generally and then coming up with a platform strategy that allows you to express that in different ways is what I'd do. Ooh, I love that, Fahim. And I'd love to expand on that because of course. Uh, and I'd say brands and influencers get it wrong in a sense where you entice people with certain content they follow you and then you start speaking about something different 
and you wonder why yes. you have a million followers but your engagement rate is like zero to nothing sure. you know so again be authentic in what you do give people what they want listen to your audience yeah. don't shy away to certain um uh, topics or if there's a crisis don't shy away but yeah, do you I, wanna add? yeah, man. I wanted to say, I think one of the key shifts in social media that that is happening is the shift from vanity to value. Ooh. So a lot of social media, I'd say in the last day, decade, was about vanity, right? So it was about vanity metrics, you know, empty impressions. You know, mm. when I hear things like we had 100 million impressions, I go, you know, what planet are we living on? There are yeah. not even 100 million people in South Africa. <laughs> so who are these peeps who are impressioning on your brand, you know? Parts. So, so and, and you're exactly right. It's, it's, it's about bots. It's about vanity metrics. It's very easy to stand up and give a report that says, you know, we had blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I think that's run out of road now. And to your point, engagement rates are lower. Um, and that's really what matters. And I think we're going to see that shift from vanity, which is, you know, a bazillion of whatever, into value, into like, actually, what is the value that you add to people's lives? What is the value that the influencer brings or that the brand brings? And where there's value, there's always going to be meaning, yeah, you know? Sure. Um, so I think that shift, as you rightly pointed out, is coming in social. Um, and part of it is about taking a slightly longer-term view. Yeah. I think the digital world has been very obsessed with short-term metrics. And short-term metrics have slowly been marching brands to the edge of a cliff because they've not been building anything meaning in yeah. the long term. And things of meaning, it's like, for me, one of the principal rules of life. Nothing fast lasts. Fast food is not good for you. Fast fashion doesn't last. Fast metrics don't last. Anything that's quick doesn't last. It's just yeah. like a universal principle, right? The reward has got to be in equal measure to the work it took to obtain it. Nothing quick lasts. Nice. So brands have to look at their brands in the same way. Medium and long-term things together with short-term things. Amazing. And I love you talk about the scale because we're both Libras, right? That's it. <laughs> Balance, baby. <laughs> I think with, with my last question, uh, we're going to Pretoria with the conversation, but I'm going to offer and, and grace them. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love asking people this question. I, and I did get the opportunity to ask Mike Abel and I got his answer. I want to know yours now, right? If you were an animal, which animal would you be and why? Oof, I love it. I mean, humans count as a species, <laughs> but I think for me, um, I love the I love the idea of an eagle. And the reason why is I've always been someone who likes the big picture mm. first. Um, I like to see where I'm going. I like to see the direction and where things are heading. But I also know when it's time to swoop down sure. and make a kill. Cause I'm hungry nice. <laughs> uh, and obviously I mean that you yeah. know not literally it's, it's about being able to go over but being able to dive down into the detail and and the rest of it so um, yeah for me in work those are the two things but also in life you know I enjoy the big picture yeah. I like living an expansive life I like trying new things um, but I also like to stay grounded and I think an eagle can play in both those zones nice. Yeah. I got the same answer. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Funny. Yeah. Well, he has been my mentor for 11 years. So. Yeah. Amazing. For him, I mean, this has been super amazing. Thank you, guys. We just don't have enough time, literally. But we really, really want to thank you for joining us on Spaza Talk. Thank you, man. Uh, really, really amazing episode. Really super awesome just to have you here talk about 
uh, all different types of topics and we don't normally get something uh, like this so i just want to say thank you once again for, for thank you for having me guys talk. yeah for thank sure you. Anytime. um yeah we hopefully i mean you know we your plans i think you you obviously announced some of your plans to um on linkedin to shift from here yes. to somewhere else but i think we'll talk about that on a different um Perfect. on a different platform uh, but yeah ladies and gentlemen thank you so much to fahim Chaudhry. i hope i'm saying that right by Perfect. the way and yeah, and also I want to say, Libs, before we forget our sponsors. Hey, don't forget the sponsors. <laughs> they pay the bills, right? We definitely want to shout out to Colorspace. Uh, please check them out. Colorspace, that's our main sponsor. And make sure that you also visit Brandwatch. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't do the stats this time, but yeah. it is coming on this episode, on the next one after this, rather. This is a special episode. So do check out Brandwatch, who's also one of our sponsors for this episode. And you can follow Fahim on LinkedIn for some bars, Definitely follow yeah, him on through. LinkedIn for some bars. I follow him on LinkedIn already. Definitely follow him for him. But otherwise, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Good to hang out cool. with you. Cool. Ciao. Cheers. Introducing Colorspace, a stock photo platform dedicated to showcasing images of black people. Whether you're a professional photographer or you just know your way around a smartphone, sign up, submit your photos, and start earning through your creativity visit www.colorspace.co.za.